Welcome to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of me, Rick Lee James. I'm a recording artist, a singer, songwriter, an author, a worship leader, and an ordained minister in the Church of the Nazarene. The Voices in My Head podcast is your source for discussions on music, literature, movies, pop culture, theology, and more. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the latest episode of the Voices in My Head podcast. And don't forget to let the voices in your head be heard by following me on Twitter at Rick Lee James and sharing your thoughts about today's show. Hello everyone and welcome back to Voices in My Head. As always, I am your host, Rick Lee James, and I am really glad that you're tuning in today. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It's always exciting to be able to release a new episode, and we're going to see how today goes. I don't have a guest today, so I'm just going to be talking a little bit of some things that are on my mind, literally things that are in my head, but that's appropriate because it's the Voices in My Head podcast. Uh, I've been back home for... um, Man, about a week, I guess, now from Idaho, where I was uh, speaking, leading some workshops, and playing some music at the Wesley Conference at Northwest Nazarene University in Nampa, Idaho. And we had a really fantastic time. Uh, I felt like it was good for my soul to be there with so many other ministers uh, discussing and acting upon uh, worship, actually uh, trying to to talk about how we could do this better, how we could be more connected uh, with the ancient faith that we share together. And I I left feeling very encouraged from that. And and I think I needed it personally. I needed to have some encouragement in this time uh, just because it feels like the world all around us is so uh, not encouraging in these moments. And so today's podcast, uh, I'm going to do a couple quick announcements here, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about today maybe how to have some dialogue with people you disagree with. And something that I maybe am not very good at, but I've been reading a lot more because I've been trying to figure out how to have conversations with people that I personally disagree with about different things that are happening in our world and and in our theology and and things right now. It's just always good to have some tools in our arsenal. So I'm going to try to discuss that semi-intelligently today. Um, I say discuss. I'm talking to myself, so I guess I'm discussing with myself. But I think you understand where I'm coming from. Uh, But uh, where was I going with the Wesley Conference? Oh, I'm back from the Wesley Conference. Yeah, I wanted to let you know if you wanted to see a little bit of what I did there. Um, there was one service where I played with my old friend, Brandon Hancock, who many of you probably know and whom you have heard, heard on this podcast. And uh, he's a, a great author, great teacher, and uh, we were able to, to do a few songs together. So if you go to facebook.com slash James. That's my Facebook artist page. Uh, I put up a video of the night that we played music together. We did about three songs that we have on video that you can go and watch. It was a wonderful time to do that. And I'm very grateful to the Wesley Center in Nampa, Idaho at Northwest Nazarene University uh, for bringing us out there and uh, allowing us to participate in the conference in the way that we did. Uh, It's always exciting to get to talk about songwriting and do some songwriting workshops and also exciting to talk about prayer and worship and theology. So if you want to see what we did, you might want to go to that Facebook page and check it out. I'll try if I can. It's, It's just been busy um, but I'll try to put it up on rickleyjames.com too. If you're able to watch it there, it might be an easier way to get to than Facebook if you don't do Facebook. Uh, well, also wanted to let you know that 
Uh, I've been telling you for a while that a new music video is coming down the pike for The Invitation, uh, one of my favorite songs on, on my album, Hymns, Prayers, and Invitations. And I saw the first draft yesterday, and I was thrilled with it. Uh, it looks just beautiful. Agape Media, Jason Elam, the, the owner of Agape Media, they are doing a really great job. Made a few suggestions for edits on the video, and I'm really excited to, to see the second draft of it. But I showed the first edit to just a few close friends, uh, and the closest friend being my wife. And and my wife is not uh, an overly emotive person, so what happened when she saw it really meant a lot to me. Um, she watched it twice in a row and was starting to get teary um, in a good way, uh, and I, I think that was, you know... I wanted this to be something that spoke to people's hearts, and I, the couple people that watched it, I've I've heard things from friends like just just beautifully shot, which it really is. I'm I'm amazed at the caliber of uh, of a filmmaker that I get to work with with Jason at Agape Media. I mean, he really shoots things beautifully, but I think the message that we're trying to convey in the video, he has done such a a great job. Uh, of editing the video together to match up to the words that we are talking and describing the invitation of God coming to the table. Um, and so the the comments that I've been getting are, are just that it, it seems to be connecting even with just the first draft. And that's what we've been praying for. And so I'm really so happy to 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 be able to say that it's coming soon, that the video is almost done. The first draft looks amazing, and I know that the, the other drafts are going to be even better. Uh, so continue to pray that God will use the video for His purposes. Um, the The idea was not to be sort of a, a rock star musician or anything like that, anything stereotypical, but the idea is that we wanted to hopefully use this video as a way to really connect with people's hearts and really invite people into really a, a, it's an invitation to meet with God and God's family and come to God's table where He is the host and allow him to be the host to us. Um, and, and so more of that as time comes on. So be watching uh, at rickleyjames.com. Be watching on Facebook. Be watching on Twitter, Instagram, wherever I can. I'll, I'll get the word out to you about that as it gets closer. But I'm very, very encouraged by what we're seeing on that. I can't think of anything else to share with you on that front right now. Um, so I'm going to stop with the announcements and get into the topic today, uh, which is inspired by a, a few different things. Uh, there's actually, you know, I didn't expect to find this helpful and I wasn't even like looking for it, but I was just reading some things online about agreeing disagreeably. And there's a couple places you might want to go personally if you're looking for help into this topic. There's actually um, a site, if you if you look, it'll bring up like a PDF of the t uh, TonyBlairFaithFoundation.org, which has uh, some really good stuff. It wasn't something I had like set out to look for, but when I found it, um, very good things there about having dialogue. Uh, and then I found this uh, article particularly helpful as well in this topic of, of how to disagree agreeably. Uh, and in fact, that is the name of the article and, and where I'm going to be kind of speaking to and having some dialogue with some of the points that I get here. And we can talk about things that might be helpful, hopefully. So uh, Eric Messenger is actually the person who authored this article. It's, it's actually on realsimple.com. 
which is uh, the magazine, Real Simple, I believe, uh, which I, again, I didn't, I'm not really a reader of that, so I don't know where it's coming from. And it's not coming from like a theological basis or anything, but I think we can apply a lot of these things to the way that we talk. Um, I have made no secret about the fact that uh, I'm, I'm very critical of our current president right now. Uh, just as a Christian, it's not a partisan thing. I think you all know me well enough to know I'm not going to get into the Republican-Democrat thing. But just from a humanity side of things and from uh, the side of the gospel uh, coming down on the Sermon on the Mount, I think we have a lot to speak critically about uh, to him. And if we're going to be um, pastoral and at all have a voice that is even close to being prophetic, um, it's very important that we don't tie the church to the government ever. That applied when Bush was president. That applied when uh, Clinton was president. That applied when the next Bush was president. That applied through Obama's presidency. It applies now. It always applies that the church not marry itself to the government, but the church always be the prophetic voice. And there are just so many things that that I find um, to be hard to deal with so many injustices, so many lies, um, so much immorality that to me just seems obvious um, that I feel like a Christian has to speak out about. And yet at the same time, I realize that's a perspective that I come from after a certain reading of Scripture, after a certain reading and understanding of theology, after a lot of study. And I realize other people who are Christians too don't share that same belief. And my initial reaction is, you know, when I see a, a, a Twitter post or something from Donald Trump, I just want to lash out. And I realize that that doesn't help either, that the call is to love enemies. And the call is to pray for those who persecute us. And the call is to, uh, to still be respectful in some way. And uh, I was having a discussion the other day with someone where, you know, and they reminded me that Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. And I said, yes, but did Jesus ever call himself a peacemaker or did he just say peacemakers were blessed? And he said, I think it's the latter because <laughs> um, Jesus certainly didn't seem to be one that made peace very often. Um, but that still doesn't mean that, that we are not called to that same thing because Jesus was very much about comforting the disturbed and disturbing the comfortable. It seems to be the way of Jesus in the world. So maybe what I'm going to talk about today has a place, and maybe there are times where it doesn't. I'm still trying to work that out for myself. Um, I want to be a person who speaks truth to power, but I want to be a person who speaks truth to everyone, and I want to do it in a way where the other person can hear. Um, And I don't want to make the mistake that is happening now with so many people who are being othered. Uh, refugees are being othered right now. They are being put into a, a, cla- a category of something as other than human or something that is evil. And the fact is, anytime we talk about a group of people in such a way and we categorize them all together, uh, whether you want to take it like Hillary's statement during the campaign of the basket of deplorables and then defended so many people who were not supporters of her and uh, the the numerous, numerous statements that Trump has made about people that don't support him, um, it's, it's, it's just not helpful. I think it turns off dialogue rather than opening ourselves up to it. And I am about much more than winning an argument. 
And as I was talking with my friend Brandon Sipes last night, who many of you know, uh, we both kind of said, you know, we're much more interested in the way we have these conversations than in who wins. Uh, We're not really about winning the argument, but we really want to make sure that we are having the conversation in a way that is productive. And even more so than that, in a way that we believe is Christ-like and in a way that is faithful to the gospel. So let me get into a little bit of what Eric Messenger says in this article where he is talking about how to disagree agreeably. And I'm not going to read the article or anything. I'm just going to deal with a few points that he talks about. And they're kind of common sense things, but sometimes in the heat of discussion, in the heat of the debate, we may forget about these things. I know I'm guilty of it, and so I'm trying to help sort this out myself. The first thing that he talks about as a way to agree with people uh, that we disagree with or how to disagree agreeably, the first thing is to, to pick your battles because we don't have to address every injustice and every irritation that comes along our way. There are certainly many of those things. Um, but I'm afraid if we're not careful, um, we can demonize another person and, again, make them a person who has been othered. We can lose sight of their humanity. And it's almost like any time they take a sip of water, they've done it wrong, and we have to criticize them for it. And I don't think that is the right approach. There are certain battles that are that are worth having and certain battles that are not. Uh, it's certainly a mistake to say to stay silent when an issue matters, um, and and but it's important that also in the way that we approach these battles, um, that we do it in a way that humanizes another person and not in a way that makes them the other, so to speak. The goal of all conversation is that we bring that person back into their humanity. If we rebuke. It needs to be a redemptive rebuke in a way that calls them back. So if we want to make a statement um, to President Trump and say, hey, it's wrong that you brag about all your adulteries that you've had over the years. This is wrong. It's important that we redemptively call him back for that somehow. We want him to repent. We want him to come to a place where he is, um, is whole as a human being. Uh, I think his is a tragic story in many ways. Uh, As I was talking with Brandon last night, I said, you know, the tragedy of him to me is I wonder what his father must have been like to him because it feels like everything he does is a way of saying, look, Dad, I, I accomplished something now. Look, I did it. I wonder what Fred Trump must have been like. And I feel like the reason that Trump is such a narcissist, and the reason that he's always talking about how wonderful he is is, again, I feel like maybe no one is telling him that. You know, it's it's hard to um, compliment a person when all they're doing is complimenting themselves all the time. They don't leave room for that, but it betrays a lot of insecurity, too, and sometimes when we're talking to insecure people, we have to look a little deeper than just the words that are being said. Um, and and try to find a way to get into that. So picking our battles, um, when someone is battling about every single thing, it, it makes it times, it makes it feel like there's nothing really worth fighting for. 
Another thing that I found very good in this article is is the point he makes is that we need to understand the stakes for the other person that we're talking to. Um, it doesn't hurt to be direct and just ask a question of a person, what is your real concern here? And I think that's very important. What people are often voicing is not really their real concern. And I think if we can cut underneath that and understand the stakes for a person, understand maybe why they are on the side of the issue that they are on, I think it can be very helpful in maybe addressing what that is. The more direct that we can be, I think the more fruitful our dialogue can be, the more fruitful our conversation can be. It feels easier to dance around it. It feels easier not to just confront it head on. And it feels easier just to take a person for what they're actually saying. But if we look underneath why they're saying what they're saying, uh, that may be the path to actually having dialogue and understanding on both sides of things. So try your best to understand the stakes. I think that's an excellent point. Um, And also wait until you're calm. This is a tough one. Uh, especially in the world that we live in where we have Twitter and we have Facebook and we have probably a million other ways where we can immediately put our thoughts out into the atmosphere. It's good for us to be patient and to allow our thoughts and ideas to ferment. I can't tell you how many social media posts I have started and then deleted because I've thought, I just need to stop and take some time. My emotions are running right now. And I don't want to make an emotional choice. I want to make a productive choice in what I say. Am I always successful in that? No. Um, I wish I was. And I find myself in need every day when I say this prayer, that I mean it every day. When I pray, most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbor as ourself, and for this we are truly sorry, and we humbly repent for the sake of your Son, Jesus. Have mercy on us, and forgive us that we may walk in your will and delight in your way. I find I need that prayer every day, especially now. Uh, I need to um, ask God to calm me and help me wait, and to help me be respectful of others. It's hard when when we struggle sometimes to see anything that we find to be respectable, to be respectful. But it's so important that we allow the love of Christ to shine through us and the patience of Christ, the patience of God to live in us as we speak. Um, and as we are respectful, um, that we should should help a, a, another person by being empathetic towards them as well. Um you know, the idea, one of the points in this article is to be respectful and says to say to another person, I understand how you feel. That can go a long way. That's different than saying, um, I agree with what you're feeling or, or I agree with where you're coming from. But we can at least hopefully get to a point where we understand why they are feeling a certain way. That means a lot. It means a lot that we reach out and and want to speak that way. So I think that would be very helpful in our respect for another person to seek to understand why they're feeling a certain way and to acknowledge that we understand that. That doesn't mean we are agreeing with them, but it means we are are acknowledging what they are feeling, what they are going through. 
And then another really good point, and I, I need to work on this as much as anybody. I'm, I'm preaching to myself here today, okay, if, if I'm preaching at all, is we need to speak for ourselves uh, rather than just criticizing other persons. Um, we need to express our own feelings and actions. I feel hurt when this happened. I'm concerned because. Um, so rather than just, you know, President Trump and everybody associated with him are evil Nazi dirtbags or whatever, you know, which you may feel like saying sometimes, it's better to say this action um, that has been signed that seems to hurt refugees. I'm concerned about this because most of these refugees are children and they desperately need a place where they can be cared for and loved and helped and nurtured. And as a Christian, it's very close to my heart when widows and orphans and refugees, when we are so clearly told to care for them, it's a concern to me that we would turn them away. And that's why I feel so deeply on this issue. It's because I'm a follower of Christ and because I believe the gospel would have us to have a concern for these people and and that we would not make them the other, but that we would see them for the humanity that lies within them. Um, things like that. That's something I'm feeling. And it's a reason I am hurt by this particular situation in the refugee crisis. Now, you may hear that and say, I feel completely different about that. I'm concerned about my family's safety. I'm concerned about the country and, and an attack that may come forth. Again, those are things we need to hear from each other, but we need to speak for ourselves. It's, it's much more helpful to speak and say, um, I'm feeling this, I'm concerned about this, than it is to demonize another. And so anyway, I guess enough said about that, but that's just kind of where I'm going. Um, it's also best if we, if we don't interrogate <laughs> other people, um, because this is like attacking a person, you know, we're not lawyers. Well, I mean, some of you might be lawyers. I'm not a lawyer. And when I have a conversation with a person that I disagree with, I, I don't want to come with at them like a lawyer. Um, you know, if if we have facts, it's important to bring facts with us. And I know we're sort of in this age of alternative facts, whatever that means. Um, there really shouldn't be alternative facts. If we have facts and we have evidence, that's a good way um, to come across it. So not only do we not interrogate another person and seem defensive, but we also state the facts and just say these are the things we know so that when we're having these disagreements and so when we're expressing how we feel, we can say this is the reason I feel this way. This is a fact that I have found. And if the other person says, you know what, that's not true, um, then it gives them a chance to say why that's not true. And we can help each other along in the things we're feeling. We can help each other along with maybe deciphering what the real facts are when we come together. It's very important that we be vigilant in our research before we have a lot of conversations because it just seems like the facts are being handled so loosely right now on everything. Um, so, yeah, that's another point. Don't interrogate a person. Learn to state the facts. And then, uh, this is a really interesting and very good point, is to speak common interests. Um, we've heard the phrase again and again that there's so much more to unite us than to divide us. And I think that's true. As just human beings, you know, if we, if we learn to speak 
non-politically, and by non-politically I mean non-partisan. Everything we do is political in some way, and the gospel is very political, but it's political in the actual definition of the word, in the way that a society organizes itself. As Christians, as people in the kingdom of God, we have a different way of organizing ourselves than what people of the United States of America, for instance, do. We belong to a different kingdom, and so we have a different politic. So I guess I should say separate ourselves from our partisan politics as far as American politics go with Republican, Democrat, whether you're extremely liberal, whether you're a centrist, whether you're a conservative. If we're able to speak as Christians, then we need to be able to speak from the kingdom of God. And one thing that we hold in the kingdom of God is that we do hold many things in common with each other, just in our humanity. We are people who are created by the same God. We are on the same planet. We are in this same nation, and we love our families, and we live in our neighborhoods, and we hope to have the best for our cities and our communities, even people who are not uh, necessarily uh, wanting to be a part of the kingdom of God. But it's important to find that commonality. Uh, when When we turn a person, I keep going back to this quote, but we really have this tendency to make to other people, using that verb again, to make them be something other than human, something other than us. And when we do that, it closes off the conversation. So do your best to look for common interests whenever you come to a conversation with a person. Um, And again, this is a comment I made a few minutes ago, but uh, this is one of the points of the article too. He says, aim to clear the air rather than to win. It's important that we not focus on who's going to win this argument. Chances are nobody's going to win it. Even if you win it, the other person isn't going to see it as though you won it. There's a difference, I think, between disagreeing and right out and out fighting as though it's a competition. Our goal is not to win the argument. Um, It's important that we air our differences but not to come at it like it's a sporting event. (laughs) I don't know that there'll be a winner in these conversations. The goal is that we hear each other and that we speak to that end and we not make that person an other, that we we humanize each other and that we're able to see where we're coming from and that we're able to, to get out what we're feeling and why we're feeling that way. And, um, the, the article closes with this, which you have to be careful with this, way of saying it, I guess, but um, the author of this article uh, says to consider compromise. Um, It doesn't give you exactly what you want, but it can be an effective way for people to overcome a disagreement and move forward. Compromise doesn't mean like compromising your morals, (laughs) but sometimes it's just saying, okay, I'm going to concede to you that point. We're not seeing the same thing. You don't have to feel happy about the compromise, but if it's something you can live with, um, it's it's something that we just have to do sometimes. I don't again. I don't mean, and I don't think the author who presented this point means to consider compromising your reality or to compromise your morality or to compromise the way that you see things, but to compromise in the conversation um, and and to see where you can meet in the middle 
on things to help the, the dialogue continue. That's what we mean by compromise here. Compromise is sort of a loaded word, and we have to be careful with it. We don't want to compromise our faith, and we don't want to compromise what we consider to be the truth. But if we can, I think I like it better saying if we can meet a person where they are, if we can meet a person in the middle, if we can um, somehow not hit with <laughs> every weapon in our arsenal, so to speak, for the sake of that other person. And something that's not dealt with in the article, I, I want to deal with, we need to look at what is good for that other person, too, when we are in disagreement. Sometimes we can point out even, like, this view that you're holding. We believe it's not good for you. Um, they may accept that, they may not, but if we can look at it from a standpoint of what is good for this other person, what is the best for them, um, how can we help them to thrive? How can we help them to be whole and to be the person that God has made them to be in this situation? Uh, even apart from the issue, we want um, wholeness for every person. It's the root of the word that we use in the church, holiness. When we are made whole by God, you know, it's it's the root of that word. It's where we come from, that God comes and makes us complete people in Him. He brings us to wholeness. His his loving kindness, his tender care to us, even though we were enemies of the cross, even though we were enemies of Christ, we know from Scripture that it is the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. So I think that's very important to look to the good of the other, that we would look to their wholeness. Again, that's, that's me. That's not anything that I read out of this article or anything. But I'm thankful to realsimple.com. I certainly didn't expect Real Simple Magazine to be uh, the starting point for today or even the focus of the conversation. But when you come across something good, um, it's good to highlight that, I think. And so I wanted to uh, just highlight those points for you today. Maybe you're struggling in some ways with um, talking to another person. And if this has been in any way helpful to you, and I hope it has, um, you know, I, and I don't, I certainly don't have all the answers on this. I don't know what we do. Sometimes we, we maybe do need to be forceful and we knew, do need to be confrontational with people. And there are different times where we need to um, be more forceful than others. And I'm still trying to wade through what that means. But I do know that so much that uh, is happening and so much is not getting done because we are not listening to each other. And it's because we feel so deeply about these things. Uh, it's important to learn how to express those feelings very well. Even with people that we disagree with the most, I would be willing to bet there are probably things we can learn from them. And we can learn from what they're feeling. And we can learn from where they're coming from. Again, it doesn't mean we have to share their perspective. It doesn't mean we have to, to go down the same path they're going. But if we can learn from them, even being empathetic to what they're feeling and why they're feeling it, it may help us have these conversations in a much better way. So I hope this was helpful to you today. Um, it is my goal uh, that every daughter, every son, every tribe, every tongue, every person would find themselves welcome to the table of the Lord. And I, I just as in that music video I was telling you about that we filmed for the song, The Invitation, I believe that's the way that God welcomes us. 
and I believe it's the way that we need to welcome each other. Um, as much as I struggle with someone like our president, and, and I, I'm just in a moment of honesty here, I, I have to let you know, I really struggle with him. Um, I, I pray that God will help me um, to pray for him. Uh, you know, I, I often pray that God will reach him and get through to his heart in some way. Uh, that doesn't mean I think he probably should be the one that is the leader of the free world. I'd be totally happy if he stepped down, but I, I am praying that God will help me pray for his good. And so if you even hear that, um, whether you agree, whether you disagree, hopefully we can agree together that, that we want wholeness for him. We want wholeness for people in the administration. We want wholeness for our politicians. Beyond that, we want wholeness for the people that those politicians affect, the people that we don't see in the news, the people who are hurt by decisions that are made by people like politicians. And we want the best for them as well. And our task, I believe, as Christians, as people who uh, believe the Bible, who follow the ancient faith, who call Christ Lord, is that we look out for the interests of those who are poor, those who are outcast, for the widow, for the orphan, for the refugee. Uh, these are the people that we are called uh, to have their interests in mind first and foremost. We are looking out for others and for what they need from us. And so that's sort of where I'm coming from, I guess, this week. Hopefully this has been good. Uh, hopefully this has been a helpful talk today in how to agree with people we find disagreeable or how to disagree agreeably. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, maybe follow me on Twitter. Uh, send out a post. Tell me some of your thoughts. Twitter at Rick Lee James. Uh, my email is rick at rickleejames.com. I try to be open and have open lines of communication as much as I can. At times I get busy and I'm not able to reply as quickly as I would like to, but I do try to reply to everyone uh, when they make a comment on the show. So um, I guess that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Um, I hope this has been a help and an encouragement to you in some way. Hopefully you have seen Jesus in what we have talked about today. God bless you and thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me here this week on the Voices in My Head podcast. I hope you'll visit me on my website at rickleejames.com, follow me on Twitter at rickleejames, like my artist page on Facebook at facebook.com slash rickleejames, and keep up to date on what I'm writing at my author page on amazon.com. Make sure to follow my calendar on the website, and if you would like to have me come to your town to do a concert, a speaking engagement, or a book event, you can book me through my website by clicking on the link for Pair Booking Agency. That's P-A-R-E Booking. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you were to leave me a review of this podcast on iTunes. The more positive reviews that we receive, the more visible this podcast is on the internet. And now the benediction. May the God of peace, who raised Christ from the dead, strengthen your inner being for every good work. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon you and dwell within you this day and forevermore. Amen.